Welcome to Smart in the City, the Babel podcast where we bring together top actors in the smart city arena, sparking dialogues and interactions around the stakeholders and themes most prevalent for today's citizens and tomorrow's generations. I am your host, Tamlin Shimizu, and I hope you will enjoy this episode and gain knowledge and connections to accelerate the change for a better urban life. Smart in the City is brought to you by Babel Smart Cities. We enable processes from research and strategy development to co-creation and implementation. To learn more about us, please visit the Babel platform at babel-smartcities.eu. So uh, today, let's travel to one of the most unique regions in the world, um, and we're going back to Copenhagen. So today we are talking about the region of Greater Copenhagen in another collaborative episode with Copenhagen Capacity. Um, so why is this region so unique? Well, in case you didn't know, it's actually a region spanning two countries, southern Sweden and eastern Denmark. Um, so I want to speak to you all um, about all the opportunities and challenges that this provides. And for that, we have two very wonderful guests. The first you might know for the original, the OGs of the of the podcast, or if you've gone back and listened to the very first episode, we have Reiki Peterson. She's the head of green transition team at Copenhagen Capacity. Welcome back, Reiki. Thank you very much, Tamlin. It's a pleasure. <laughs> yes, always a pleasure to speak to you and especially on the podcast. Um, and next we have a new guest. Um, her name is Ellen Cork. She's a project manager in strategic and partnerships and city development at Eon. Welcome, Ellen. Thanks a lot. Nice <laughs> to see you here. Yes, nice to have you with us. So um, we always get started with a little bit of a teaser, a warm up into the interview. Um, so I wanted to ask Rike, of course, we have to revisit some of the our past episode glory. Um, so you were one of the very first guests on the podcast over a year ago now. Um, what memory do you have of our first recording together? I have only good memories, Tamlin. It was uh, <laughs> a, a good discussion. Uh, good dis discussions new it was a new experience we never did this kind of uh activity before and uh i think the results coming out of that was pretty good also and it was just a good good experience and a new thing to do for cupcap also to do this uh, uh, podcast and yeah and um have this kind of active environment together Yeah, it, will, it was a new experience for me, too. It was our very first episode. And now I'm at, I don't know, uh, reaching 40 episodes now. So oh, okay. um, <laughs> not not so fresh anymore. Got a few more um, episodes under my belt. Um, and uh, Ellen, I wanted to ask you, I know you live in Malmö, not Copenhagen. So why Malmö? Well, um, yeah, I moved to, to Skåne from uh, a bit more north in Sweden. It's not the north, it's still south of Stockholm, but um, when I started to study. And I have always loved Skåne. It's really a great place to be. And uh, quite soon I moved to, to Malmö and uh, it's really it's a really vibrant city with a lot of different um, nationalities and uh, it's innovative and it's fun uh, and it has the ocean and Yeah, I can continue. It's a really great city to be in. Yeah, I really love it too when when I go and visit. Um, and it's it's really well connected to Copenhagen, obviously. So um, 
a great place to be. So um, I want to dig more into this greater Copenhagen uh, whole aspect, this very unique region. Um, but first, I want to maybe introduce you guys a little bit more. Um, uh, Ellen, maybe, can you can you please tell our listeners maybe a bit about your background? What led you to greater Copenhagen into your current role? Yeah, well, um, as I said, I moved to Greater Copenhagen to study and I've been uh, living here since. I've been working in different companies. I've been working as a consultant and I've been working at the city of Malmö as well. So I've been been in the public sector for quite some time. Uh, And already then we started to collaborate within Greater Copenhagen. Uh, And then um, since I've been at E.ON, we have been involved in different networks and projects and, uh, yeah, different activities around Greater Copenhagen. So uh, that is... uh, Maybe for the listeners who don't know E.ON as well, can you explain a little bit about what what you do? Yeah, so E.ON is uh, a global company, of course. Uh, It's... um, German-based, but here in Sweden and in the part of E.ON where I sit in Infrastructure Solutions, we own and operate the district heating grids and we also have a lot of products uh, regarding solar, uh, batteries and storage and also uh, charging e-vehicles, transport, e-mobility. So we have quite a big spread of products uh, and uh, we also are uh, the energy company of the city of, of Malmö for example um, and also operating in Stockholm uh, and Norrköping and Örebro so other cities in Sweden as well and in other parts of EM we own the electricity grid as well. Okay, yeah, very interesting. Enrique, can you, for those who haven't listened to the first episode, can you please uh, introduce yourself a bit and your role and your background? Yes, certainly. Um, maybe I'll start with uh, introducing Copenhagen Capacity. We are the investment promotion agency of greater Co- the Greater Copenhagen region. So we promote internationally towards international businesses uh, to come and establish in, in the region, basically. So... Uh, that's what we do. We have certain sectors that we focus on, life science, tech and green transition. So we are scouting for great companies out in the world uh, within those these three sectors and try to attract them to here and to establish in, in our great region. Um, my background is definitely, you can say, international. It's commercial. Uh, I've studied in both Aarhus, which is the second biggest town in Denmark, and Copenhagen. And I've lived and worked and studied in Vienna, where I lived for seven years. I also lived uh, for some time in Germany. So there's something with German and Germany for me as well. Um, but I, 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 I really enjoy working internationally, and I've always done so in different commercial uh, departments and what really motivates me is the meeting with people and meeting with people from from all over the world and try to help them, assist them and try to help them to connect to others in order to make them doing good or have them getting more engaged here in, in the region. 
Absolutely. I think we share a lot of those um, commonalities in, in wanting to connect and talk to people. So thanks again for coming on. Um, so, uh, yeah, Reke, I, I want to explain maybe to our listeners a little bit more about how Greater Copenhagen actually works. It's very unique that it sits in between these two countries. Like, how does that functionally work and how might it actually provide more opportunities um, also? I mean... It's not something you, of you know, you're part of a greater or of of this business region, but you don't really f feel that on a daily basis. But we know we're one business region and we're two countries, and we are 85 municipalities and four regions, I think, uh, and 4.4 million inhabitants. So there is something about this density in this relatively small area, um, and. Um, uh, How does Greater Copenhagen work? We know that uh, almost 10,000 Swedes are crossing the bridge every day. That it, I think that's about 5,000 uh, the other way around. So there's a lot of traction between the two regions on a daily basis. So we are we need each other. We work together. We uh, we we share the same airport. Uh, we we shop in the different countries, and uh, so there's a lot of collaboration, a lot of interaction, a lot of business, and a lot of. Uh, you can say opportunities coming out of this um, collaboration or this region. Yeah, absolutely. What, what about in your experience, Ellen, you've been working in greater Copenhagen now for quite some time. Um, does it, do you think it provides more opportunities for, for your company to have this like split between the two countries? Uh, well, um, yeah, I haven't, that much experience in working in other regions obviously but uh, I think for us it's I mean it's uh, really inspirational being in this uh, region in Skåne and uh, being close to Copenhagen because it's it's really big ambitions both from the Copenhagen side and also in Malmö but in other parts of of the region as well uh, regarding sustainability so it's uh, I mean they are really high ambitions and that sets the direction for us as a company as well to really increase our ambitions and that's been very helpful for us we have been using this area as a testbed for new solutions for quite some time now and it's been successful for us we have developed products here that is going uh, on export now to other parts of Europe uh, and I think that it's the dynamic between the countries in the region and the innovative edge here that is uh, uh, one of those uh, I mean the the reason for that um, so we have quite long experience in working together in collaboration with, of course, city of Malmö, but also with other municipalities in the region. But then also at the same time, uh, E.ON has quite different um, businesses in Sweden and in Denmark. So we don't have the same, uh, uh, the same operations really. In Denmark, for example, we focus a lot on biogas that we don't do in Sweden. Uh, so... They are a bit different as well, and there are different regulations in the countries, even though we are very close. Yeah, and and that might lead into it, that might also be a challenge, right? So, um, for for companies, for example, who are looking to set up in Greater Copenhagen, what are the challenges that they should expect um, to to face? Um, uh, Reke, do you want to touch on that? The challenges are, I mean, 
if I can just also briefly touch on, on and another important thing is that we have this Greater Copenhagen Committee. We have an organization mm. looking at uh, at making the 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 infrastructure between the two countries more smooth or to extend all the time and also to to look at the labor market how do we do this most smooth how to to work into two two different country countries because what about tax what about all uh, structure other structural things and 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 what about um but there's so many examples of how it's working really well and how we are connecting together uh industries like the the life science industry we have a very strong cluster in the region called the medican valley alliance where you see the swedish industry working very close together with the Danish industry. I think that's quite unique. And also, at the moment, again, it's being discussed that we need an, a metro between the two uh, the two uh, cities in order to to have the labor force uh, uh, going smooth. But also because the, the train connection between uh, Denmark and Sweden is very dense and there's so much going on on that um, line of, uh, of, of train. So we need another connection in order to more flexible but coming back to your question i think um of course there are challenges and 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 we are still two different countries and we also even though we speak more or less the same languages language we are different and we have a bis different business culture and we have another we are different uh, as 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 human beings so that can be a a challenge but i think we it's it's on a really on a micro level so no big deal <laughs> yeah yeah all all things can be um overcome uh with that i think um yeah. yeah so what do you think ellen um about uh sustainable energy future going on in the region um how do you think eon plays a role in that future and how do you think that the region kind of supports that yeah well um as everyone knows we are in this in the middle of this huge energy transition, of course, and uh, that is driven by the climate ambitions, as I mentioned before, and also urbanization and, of course, electrification. Uh, and the electrification particularly uh, is it's strong, and but it's really necessary. But, I mean, that it's happening a lot on the transport sector and in the industry sector. And uh, also, if you go outside of Sweden, uh, in the um, built environment, going from gas to electricity, uh, heating, for example. Um, and at the same time, we have uh, more and more renewable um, energy coming into the system. And that is uh, a big uh, challenge. Uh, so uh, I think... Um, I think we need to uh, to really work with uh, the flexibility approach uh, to get more intermittent renewable electricity into the system. I mean, unfortunately, in Sweden, at least, it's been quite a polarized debate between nuclear or renewables. But I really think we need a mixture of the different sources, a mixture of different solutions to to reach the decarbonization we need to do in the in the system so uh, and eon of course wants to be a, a part of that uh, development and yeah we yeah, see ourselves absolutely. as a as a driver of uh, the energy transition really we want to be in the leader seat 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, can you maybe give an example of, of a specific project or something along those lines um, that of something happening in Greater Copenhagen? Yeah, we have had uh, several projects within Greater Copenhagen cooperating between uh, Swedish and Danish uh, municipalities. Uh, we have had uh, one called Smart Cities Accelerator, where we, for example, looked into both uh, more system centralized energy solutions and into decentralized solutions and to a new kind of, um, I wouldn't call it business models, but uh, models like energy communities, for example, and models to, to allocate renewable energy to different uh, city districts and uh, try to get as much renewable electricity production uh, as we can in city districts itself. So that's a very interesting uh, project. It's uh, finalized already, but uh, we have one going on now called Be Flexible also, that is really focusing on the flexibility perspective of the energy system. It would be really interesting to follow that project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we'll we'll try to also link to these in the show notes, of course. Um, and and what kind of partnerships do you usually work with? Like you work together with the municipalities, of course. Um, but what other kind of partnerships do you usually form? Yeah, well, it's often the more uh, quadruple helix uh, structure that we try to form, of course. So we can be both uh, a tech. Uh, I mean, a solution owner, but we're also like the system operator. So uh, we always try to cooperate uh, or almost always to a region or a municipality. But uh, then also universities, of course. And we have really good experience of working with the Danish Technical University, for example. Uh, so that is uh, one. And then there are a lot of networks that we work with as well. I mean who gather a lot of smaller companies that can uh, use our solutions or be a solution owner themselves into projects. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, thanks for thanks for telling us more more details on that. Um, Reke, I know that you work a lot in kind of this built environment in Greater Copenhagen, and Ellen touched on this as well. Of course, this is related to the energy transition and so many other aspects that are going on. Can you speak a little bit about where you see the future of the built environment headed in Greater Copenhagen? Yes, I I, I strongly believe, and I also hope so that uh, that. The Greater Copenhagen will be the region that you will think of when you think green transition or front runners, and that we can kind of be the place to be if you want to be ahead of the others or if you want to learn. So that there's so much going on here, and and we are front runners in many ways, and I think that would have a pull effect on many companies. So they want to be here to learn, or maybe they have something new to bring to the market where there is a lot of activity around a certain. A certain business area so so and there's also a lot of challenges here but I, I think the industry is very brave and we are building circular we are taking um, we are trust transforming more and not building a lot of new things so so things are just I think that's also a stronghold of the region that uh, we we do things 
we don't wait. We just do it. <laughs> Sometimes people think it's naive, but uh, we just need to move. And there are new regulations in Denmark uh, about uh, LCA analysis and measuring the CO2 emissions. And you see really things going very fast at the moment. So the market is transforming and a lot of other countries are looking to the north It's it goes for the whole of Nordic. You can say building very sustainable and with booths with new materials and testing out. And it's but there's speed in society, and that's what I really like. And that's what you can hear also from the world. Whoa, you you you! It's so fast. Things are going fast in 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 the Nordics or in in the region here. Yeah, yeah, I I hear that often as well. What um maybe what kind of companies do you think are needed in Greater Copenhagen to really support that and make things move even faster and really get um more of these innovations into into the public sector? What kind of companies do you think Greater Copenhagen needs? I don't think uh all of all of everything. So they we need to uh the ecosystem needs to be bigger. Because we, we, we actually do work together. So more architects, more technical companies, we just need to grow and we need to, to, to work together. And this is also something that I think we're good at here because we trust each other. We can actually work together. So, mm -hmm. uh, but also, also, I think, um, yeah, it, the, the ecosystem, ecosystem needs to grow and we need to reach out to uh to counterparts and to work just to work together in order to overcome the challenges and 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 yeah 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 makes sense um so ellen i'm wondering if you can um if you have any more <laughs> stories or antidotes or anything else like that to to tell us about your experience working in greater copenhagen yeah um My my memory is not that long, <laughs> so I'll, I'll take a really re a recent uh, example because uh, uh, we are part of this uh, innovation hub for intelligent and flexible energy systems that is uh, led by Greater Copenhagen uh, and uh, also by DTU and the Danish Technical University. Uh, and uh, we've been part of that since it was initiated from, from Eon's side. Um, and it's taken some time and we've built relations quite some time, but it also it opens up uh, opportunities for us to, to get involved in both Danish and, and uh, Swedish side. So last month we were actually um invited to be a challenge owner on this by design event which i really would like to give a shout out to because uh, i mean it was a really uh, interesting and fun event where we as a challenge owner uh, came with a challenge that we wanted to solutions to uh, and during an afternoon they gathered uh, different designers from desi different design agencies and uh, put their heads around our challenges and try to get some ideas for solutions. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I was pretty impressed on how far they could come up with the, um, how far they can, could actually come with a specific solution in only like two, three hours time. Uh, so I thought that was quite inspirational. And uh, I mean, We got that possibility by working together for 
for uh, some time uh, and building relationships. So I think it's really important, even if you don't see something directly, uh, to just keep the, uh, the network going um, yeah. and find opportunities along the way. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Um, Reiki, so we, uh, as, as most people, I guess, know, we've, um, actually Babel established in, in Copenhagen with your help as well. Um, and of course, for, for us, it's always interesting. And I know for so many companies that are looking for, for opportunities and seeing, okay, how can our solutions meet the, the actual challenges within the market? Um, what can you give us any insider tips on anything interesting coming in the future? greater Copenhagen? Well, I can mention that Copenhagen is at the moment the world's capital of architecture. So there will be a huge event uh, coming up in, in Copenhagen the uh, first week of July, the UAI, UAI uh, World uh, Congress. So that's that's really huge for for the city, but also for, for the whole of the region, because it's not only about... Uh, Denmark as such is also about uh, sustainable, uh, sustainable architecture and, 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 and also to leave no one behind. So there's so much more, uh, related to that Congress. So that's a thing coming up. Um, what else? Um, yeah. Uh, I think that's it. What I, I've, I've, I, I can think of as for now. You need to cut. <laughs> if you come up with, that out, <laughs> <laughs> if you come up with anything else, we'll we'll uh, uh, we'll, yeah. we'll put it in in the open floor. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah I, Maybe to you, Ellen, I'm wondering if, um, so, so this is really a smart city, um, podcast, right? We usually take a quite holistic approach and how we're looking at these different topics. Of course, um, right now we're talking more about, you know, the economic development of a region, but I'm wondering, um, what do you think about, um, in terms of smart cities, how, uh, how you see Greater Copenhagen's role on the international scale developing, um, what needs to happen in the region in your perspective, as far as the energy transition goes, et cetera, to meet our lofty climate goals. Um, can you make that connection a little bit with um, maybe more of these smart city topics? Yeah, uh, well, I I think is I mean, we really need to go from those lofty goals, as you say. I mean, there are some great ambitions in these regions, as we touched. Um, but we really need to go from ambitions to action. We see that we need to go to implementation uh, phase. Uh, and uh, uh, that's, of course, a bit tricky. And uh, there are always uh, some obstacles when you go to implementation. But I think um, uh, we need to really uh, pass those. I, I think... I have a good example that I can share that uh, adds on to the built environment that uh, Rike also mentioned. It's um, in in Malmo we have this uh, network that has been gathering around two hundred uh, actors within the building sector, and it's a market driven network with ambition to uh, have a climate neutral. Uh, building sector by 2030. Uh, and if you think about that, because it's the entire chain, it's the entire value, value chain, it's going to be climate neutral by 2030. That's a really ambitious goal. Uh, and uh, on the way to 2030, uh, they have a goal to 2025 
to have at least started one project that is climate neutral. So that's a lot of things happening within that network. And I think that network also is like a role model for how, how Sweden is going to take on the building sector. And perhaps that is something that other countries can look at as well, because we develop a lot of different ways to cal calculate and how to look at different uh, parts of the building phase, uh, circularity, business models. I mean, there are so many things to dig into. And E.ON as well has signed this uh, into this um, uh, agreement. And we also need to do a climate neutral building project. Uh, perhaps that could be uh, a district heating project. Uh, part of the district heating grid or something. Um, so uh, I think um, that will be really interesting to see now into implementation phase, how that will uh, actually work uh, because those projects work uh, start now. Ellen, are you talking about uh, the LFM? Yes. Or yes. I, dis I, <laughs> I discovered that uh, network a couple of weeks ago, actually, and I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I, and that's just another example of how we work together. I just literally called them, and now we work together. And I was introducing a company last week towards the network and with a solution. And if it goes through, they will. This company will be offered to expose their project towards two hundred or two hundred fifty uh, in that network. So it's just really, really, uh, uh, it was such a good experience to, uh, to, to discover this network just on the other side of the bridge. Uh, uh, and, and, and that is true that you are really, really advanced also in terms of the, of the ambitions and moving the, the industries on, on the Swedish sides, um, sides. So, yeah. Great. Yeah, wonderful. Um, with that, I would love to to also open the floor a little bit more now. Um, is there anything else that we didn't touch on that you think it's really important for our listeners to know about Greater Copenhagen or the energy transition or any of the other topics that we, we touched on or maybe didn't touch on today? Um, do you have anything that in, in your mind that you really want to get out there? Or any questions for each other? <laughs> I, I think I can also add that um, the companies coming here, uh, I think they also come because it is actually very easy to do business um, in 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 not only in this region but in the Nordics. Uh, there's a high degree of digitalization, so it's just very easy to start up a company and to get started in in the society. Also, because we have very flat hierarchies, you can call anyone or you can get in touch with people very easily. So, I think that's it's a society with a lot of trust and very little corruption, and it just. Um, um, is attractive for many companies also that we have this work-life balance. You don't work all the time. You also have a family. So there's a, there's a good balance between your professional life and your, your family life. And I also think in terms of talent that we can actually, even though there's a lack of talent in society in general speaking, but I think there's um, a lot of talent in, in, in the region also due to the different universities we have on the Swedish size, on the Danish size. Um, but in general, I think there's a lot of talent and in particular within green transition and, and green industries. Um, so yeah, just to be mentioned. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We've definitely experienced that too, the, this, this ease of working and, um, getting connected. The ecosystem of Copenhagen is, is really incredible. So, um, 
What about you, Ellen? Do you have any questions for Rike or anything else that you really want to put out there about about the work that you do? Yeah, well, uh, something that uh, I really think quite a lot about is that uh, I think it's really important that we don't try to get uh, through this situation we are in uh, by just adding technical solutions. I mean, I think it's really important to try to cooperate smarter and uh, uh, try to use our resources wisely. Uh, perhaps it's not uh, a battery that is the answer to the question. Perhaps it is using uh, less power capacity at certain time points. Uh, you can do it in another way than adding new technical equipment. So I think it's important to really get to the bottom of saving power capacity and saving uh, energy. And uh, I mean, in that uh, in that context, um, I also, before when I worked at the city of Malmö, I worked a lot with industrial and urban symbiosis. And within that, I actually had a question to Rike because uh, uh, we worked quite a lot trying to uh, understand how we could attract certain companies or businesses depending on which resources they had available. I mean, if they have certain resources, they could actually fit better into the business flora of Malmö, for example. And I was uh, curious about if if they do anything in that area in the on the Copenhagen side, trying to get like this perfect mixture of companies that could actually be more resource efficient together and create synergies between them. And there's a beauty example of that uh, in Kalongbo, a little bit outside of Copenhagen, actually, where you have a symbiosis, uh, companies sharing energy, companies sharing all they can, all 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 kind of energy related sources. They share that, and it's big industry, so it's like. Novo Nordisk and and other companies like that. So that's that's uh, something that we use as a showcase for a lot of international guests. We will go there and show them how you can do um, energy sharing and how you see uh, industries working together um, in order to save costs, save energy, and and in order to also to act more climate climate um, in order in 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 line with the climate requests and climate targets. So. Kalumbo symbiosis. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really, little a, a really small city, but uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really great example. So with that, then I'll basically get on to uh, the the fun segment now. Um, so I hope you're ready. It's one of my favorite segments. It's called Roll with the Punches. Roll with the punches. Answer this or that questions quickly and with your first instincts. So actually, um, um, since there's two of you, um, I will ask a question, uh, this or that question, and then Reike, you will answer first, and then Ellen, you answer directly afterwards. Either you agree with her or you don't agree with her. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Ellen's not sure yet, but she, she, you'll get it. You'll get it. Don't worry. Um, good. <laughs> Ricky, this one I did just for you. Um, if Copenhagen were an animal, would it be a dolphin or a lion? <laughs> a dolphin. <laughs> 
Ellen? No, then I say lion. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't know what that reference is to, go listen to the first episode. So, um, iPhone, iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone. Green roofs or vertical gardens? Green roofs. Yeah, green roof. Yeah. Net zero energy retrofitting or new build net, net zero energy buildings? The first one. Yeah, <laughs> retrofitting. The retrofits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Regions or cities? <laughs> Regions. Cities. <laughs> Sweden or Denmark? <laughs> Sweden. Denmark. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you picked the opposites <laughs> that I thought you would. Oh, good. Uh, would you like to explain any of your answers? Um, uh, the, the green roofs you both uh, chose, right? Well, I wanted to pick both, actually. I think anything green uh, in the city is uh, positive. Uh, more trees, more green roofs, more vertical gardens. I think everything is needed. So, yeah. You can say yeah. that's needed if you want to live. I need. We need to live closer to our f- value chain of food. We need to have food production closer to the city. So we need vertical farming, but we also need the green roofs. So it's all needed if you want to yeah absolutely it's just my um my my trick making you choose um but (laughs) oftentimes it's both i know is the real answer um yeah with the retrofitting i guess it's um better to build from the old that's already there right to improve the old than to put a lot of new materials into a building is that where your your mind is at yeah and there are so many uh buildings uh, that needs to be retrofitted. I mean, there are so many huge areas from the 60s, 70s uh, that really could be perfect for retrofitting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And the other, the other one that you disagreed on was the regions or cities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's also like a both, but I love cities. So. <laughs> you can't have one without the other, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Absolutely. I was also I was driving around in the region yesterday, so I was you know uh, it was so beautiful and so nice. So <laughs> yeah, that was why yeah. There's so much more than a city is also, and and the region or the outskirts can offer something completely else than than a city. Yeah, so, um, I'm a big um, yeah, I'm a big. Uh, um, I really like to to talk about regions when we talk about cities. So we say smart cities, obviously, because it's kind of the easiest terminology. But I always try and add regions and municipalities and towns and how do we connect better the the smaller towns with the with the bigger cities. Um, I always like to include them in the conversation. So. Um, Agreed there. So I think we're all in agreement, just with different answers. So <laughs> um, good. So now we're at our very last question. It's a question that we ask every single guest. Reiki, I'm, I'm, um, I'm curious to hear how we can compare your answers from last time. Um, uh, would you like to go first? It's the question to you. What is a smart city? Um, yes, I, I, I really can't remember what I answered the last time, but I think it's something with, you know, optimization of city functions in terms of infrastructure, in terms of transport, uh, but any other functions, literally. And, and while you also improve the quality of life for, for the citizens and uh, by, by using technologies and data. So 
that's yeah. my definition of, of a smart city. Yeah, very good. Ellen, what do you think? Can you expand on it? Yeah, well, I, of course, agree with, uh, with Ricky, but also I would add a keyword, and that is uh, simple, because I think it's, I, a smart city should be simple to live in. It should be simple to to make sustainable choices, to move, and it should be simple if you are an eight-year-old or an 80-year-old. So too much digital uh, solutions perhaps can be difficult for some people. So I think, I mean, in Malmö we have uh, this saying that uh, uh, it should be easy to uh, to do the right thing or to make uh, wise uh, choices. It sounds better in Swedish, <laughs> but uh, it, I think it sounds up quite well. I mean, it should be easy, yeah. effortless to, to live in a city and to make smart choices. I think that is a smart city. Very good answer to both of you. So with that, I won't uh, keep you any longer. Thank you for a really lovely episode um, and for all of your knowledge on on, on these uh, subject topics and also on the region. Um, Rike, I'm wondering when your next, uh, your third guest visit will be. Um, but until then, <laughs> thank you both very much. It's a, been a pleasure. Thank you very thank much. You. It's been a pleasure. Yeah, truly <laughs> pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> and to all of our listeners, don't forget you can always create a free account on babel-smartcities.eu and you can find out more about all different kinds of projects going on in other regions and Greater Copenhagen, solutions, implementations and more. Thank you all for listening. I'll see you at the next stop on the journey to a better urban life.